0: Welcome to this episode of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play episode two of Telltale Games, The Wolf Among Us. Now, this is only the second episode of the game, but we're noticing that Jacob is really taking this big bad wolf persona to heart.
1: And I think essentially you have the option to, you know, be a bad cop, be a good cop, or like oscillate back and forth between like hey i'm just going to ask you questions or i'm going to punch you in the face or break a bottle over your head yeah. i think you guys already know what i did you just um, crack bottles over his i cracked bottles dumb i head. burned him with a cigar i punched him in the face and broke his nose and
2: oh so you burned him with the cigar yeah i burned him with a cigar you're listening to the left behind game club
1: Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicken McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name
2: is Michael Ruffalo. I'm excited to talk about another great episode of A Great Game.
1: To talk more about The Wolf Among Us Season 1, Mo
0: Yep, yep, yep. Episode 2, folks. Let's go.
1: I wanted to almost do a drum roll for you, but <laughs> I, I had my hands up in the air because this game is so great, The Wolf Among Us Season 1, Episode 2, Smoke and Mirrors. So before we start talking about it, I just want to say, if you've not listened to the first episode of this, um, we played the first episode called Faith last week. Download that episode, check it out, listen to it, love it. If you love it, come back and listen to more right now.
2: Yeah, it was a little long, but we do, I think, a good job of setting up the whole series. Uh, So if you can make it through that and you get through the the major chunks, you'll be able to appreciate the rest of them from here. Mm -hmm. So Jacob, where did we leave off after the last episode?
1: It was a pretty big cliffhanger. Imagine if you're playing this game episodically and Snow White's head just shows up on your doorstep and that's the end of the episode.
2: That's what happened, right?
1: Yeah, our jaws (laughs) hit the floor and we're like, What do you mean this episode is done? So that's where it picks up the floor. It's bodies let the body hit the
2: floor.
0: Let the body hit the floor. Let the body
1: hit the floor And that's what happened. Except that just the head hit the floor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Snow White's head is on the floor, and that's where the episode starts. So you begin this episode right in a precinct in on the Upper West Side, and you're being confronted um, with someone who's interrogating you about what
2: happened. Yeah, and it's a police officer saying like, "So who are you, and why why are you here?" And you know, and it's one of those funny situations where you're like, "Oh, right," in this like fable universe. The Big Bad Wolf does not have any, like, actual police authority. He's just recognized as the police from all the members of Fable Town. And the real police of the broader world are like, this is just some guy.
1: Yeah. Imagine if Hagrid showed up at a, at a police station. And, like, how, how do you react to Hagrid? You're
2: tying a lot of ties to Harry Potter. This is so Yo, I always keep coming Harry back Potter to Harry vibes, Potter, Potter. Huh?
1: I really like Harry Potter.
2: So Moe's a Lord of the Rings guy. You're a Harry Potter guy. What are you? I'm I'm a guy that likes good things, <laughs> um,
1: and you get saved by Ichabod Crane in this
2: in this police station, in right? Like a pretty, really cool way. I yeah. think he he comes up with a glamour that ends up putting everyone in the precinct to sleep and not remembering what happens in the last twenty four hours and so you you make your your escape your getaway.
1: Yeah, and it's it it starts because detective Branigan's like nose starts bleeding and she's just so confused. She's like what's going on? Her nose bleeds, she passes out on the table and then Ichabod Crane just walks into the
2: room. And you know that she is going to be back as a character in future episodes. You know they don't set this up for nothing.
1: Yeah, I don't think they they have a character show up in the Book of Fables unless they're going to like bring them back at some point. That's
2: a good. That's a very good point. Mhm
1: so i don't know about you but i started this episode off like a jerk again and i i told multiple characters to f off and i was just like a big meanie to crane uh-huh. yeah in uh-huh. the hierarchy of who i hate most crane is probably near the top
2: yeah so mode you you were playing similar to jacob last time you were somewhere in the middle between me and him i was a good good bad wolf uh jacob was a big bad wolf you were a medium-sized bad wolf
0: yeah, you could say that. I kind of, like, I wanted to be the the misunderstood wolf that everyone hated, <laughs> but decides, like, you know what, I'm going to do everything for the people, not, like, mess around, not t- take advantage of my power, but also be firm and, like, but here everyone's, like, take on things. Right. That's kind of how I played episode two, too, because I, I played both of them back to back. So I just kept the same mantra and responded the
2: same way. Right. You played the same character in both episodes. I... I... Feel philosophically, my big bad wolf was close to yours, Mo, in that like you know I'm not messing around, but I'm I'm hearing everyone out uh, and not trying to take advantage of my power, and, and you know that that was especially where I was coming from with this one. I did not give Ichabod Crane the the moral relief that he wanted because he seemed uh you know at that point in the story like he was a real problem, like he he was getting in the way of Snow White being good and, and doing good in the world. So I, I didn't give him much relief. The
1: first big decision that you have to make is actually related to the relationship between Ichabod Crane and Snow White. And the choice is how do you respond to Crane about Snow's death? So obviously you're, you're feeling very either mad or sad or indifferent about her death. And the choices are to ignore you know, what he's saying about Snow White while you're driving in the car away from the police station. You ac- accuse Crane of not caring about Snow. You shut Crane out or you sympathize with Crane. Do you guys remember what you did in that first choice? I sympathized
0: with him. Really? Yeah. Uh, it says, like, I'm looking at my stats now on Steam. It says, you and 60.9% of players sympathized with him.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I, I continued my Big Bad Wolf, and I just shut him out. Mm. Like, earlier I told him to F off. Basically, in, the, in this game if I have an option to punch you in the face, I'm going to do it. And trust me in this oh episode boy. I did. Um, but I just was a big jerk to him and just completely shut him out. Right.
2: Yeah. I, I think silence was an option here. It was. was just silent. Mm-hmm.
1: You were silent. Yeah.
2: Didn't just gave him a cold shoulder.
1: Mm. So I think we did the same thing in that respect, like right. the ignore him option. Right. And in my game on my platform, 21.1% of people just shut him out completely.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. So what was the, where do we go from here? Once he breaks you out,
1: yeah. So that, that's kind of the first chapter in the second chapter. Um, what you end up doing is you come up on the woodland luxury apartments in the basement and you see that Bluebeard is torturing Tweedledum.
2: Right. And this is where, you know, you realize, okay, he has answers and we need to get them out of him. And it's just a real, I guess, moral conflict over what, how do you get answers out of someone? Mm-hmm. Um, there Clearly, Bluebeard is the type of character that would waterboard someone to to get answers. Uh, And then I think, is it Ichabod Crane that's there as well? Who who is it that is suggesting you not do that?
1: So I guess one thing that I want to say, it's Tweedledee, not Tweedledum. I get them confused all the time. But essentially, who's being tortured is who in the first episode you choose to chase after. Right. So if you chose Tweedledee, that's who's being tortured. Oh. If you chose the woodsman, that's who's being tortured.
0: Okay. Oh no way. Yeah,
1: so that that's the player the player's choice. It all depends on who you chose to chase at the okay. end of chapter
2: 1. It may uh just backtracking a little bit. I don't see any reason to chase down the woodsman after what he tells you in the bar. Mm-hmm. So I I'm sure most people got Tweedledee.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was really surprised to see Bluebeard there because, Mo, I know in the last episode you said that you were accusing Bluebeard of being the murderer. I didn't realize that Bluebeard would be so integral to the plot and that he would just kind of be dropped in. like He was parachuted into this.
2: Yeah, yeah, I just found it super weird that they allow you to point a finger at Bluebeard before they introduce him. Yeah. But uh, I think we had talked about that a bit. And and so anyways, I was glad that I could finally see Bluebeard. And I immediately had that moment of like, okay, This guy really likes to torture people (laughs) This guy really has No qualms about torturing But it also made me kind of realize like Look if he was a murderer I don't know if he would Be doing this in a way that You know would be looking to get an answer Out of someone you know It seemed a little too controlled a little too restrained For it to be I guess Something that I had to seriously worry about Mo did your opinion change at all Because of this interrogation
0: um, it was the same kind of same as you, but I think w- just because he was dropped in randomly, now he's so integral part of the story. Um, I I found him very convincing in, in the way that he's consistent. He's a very like hard character, like uh, stubborn. He has his way. He wants to only do his way, and like he doesn't back down from anyone. So he was all for like the roughing up of your character. For me, it was the Tweedledee or the Tweedledum. I didn't have the woodsman on my seat, so yeah, he, he was strange. I still don't think he's the actual murderer just because of how consistent he was in the way he's like portrayed in the game.
1: And I think, essentially, you have the option to, you know, be a bad cop, be a good cop, or, like, oscillate back and forth between like hey I'm just gonna ask you questions or I'm gonna punch you in the face or break a bottle over your head I think you guys already know what I did you just Um, cracked
2: bottles over I cracked bottles I burned
1: him with a cigar I punched him in the face and broke his nose and
2: oh so you burned him with the cigar yeah I burned him with a cigar yeah is is that
1: just like an option like most people don't have I
2: gave him a cigar to smoke
1: oh no I burned his hand with (laughs) a cigar
2: at every point along the way when it was like you can either crack this guy's knuckles or you could shake his hand I shook his hand. Oh, you could also no, do that? I, I'm just talking symbolically <laughs> here. Mo, what did you do?
0: I, I was kind of a mix between you two again. So at, at the same time, when I came in, though, I was very upset that, like, Snow White was dead and this guy had a role in it. So I initially let him talk to kind of, like, see what was going on. And then when he kept giving me the runaround, I, I think I punched him in the face once. But then, like... I think he was like really upset. He's like, why would you have to punch me? I'm not going to talk now kind of thing. So I was like, okay, maybe I have to play a little bit more finesse. But I did make Mm -hmm. him bleed. And I also did give him the cigar. So I let him smoke it instead of like burning him with it like Jacob. So So I did a little bit of both.
2: I I think we've kind of talked about our own individual temperaments about these things, about, you know, when we say things, when we don't, when we do things, when we don't. See, my philosophy here would be (laughs) you just, you know, you, you treat him kindly until he tells you the things that you need to know. And then if you want to beat the ever-living poop out of them, then you go for it because you've got all the info you need. And and maybe it's not a, a nice, fair, uh, you know, agreement, but that's how I would have done it. And so I, I, I was similar to you, Mo, uh, except I didn't initially start with beating him.
0: In the end of the interaction, though, did you guys get him to talk or did you get that achievement? Or what was your result after, like, going through that long interrogation process? He
2: talked for me. He sang yeah. like a bird.
1: He Sing. sang like a canary. I also God. stole his money. I don't know if you guys, like, realize that you could... I'm a real bad cop. Like, yeah, you are. I stole his money, and Ichabod Crane's like, you need to report that. That's not the right way. And I was just like... Ugh.
2: Yeah, I did. I left his money.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, then Crane, Crane comes into this, right? And is that when you find out that Snow White isn't dead? Yes. Because she just busts into the room, right? Right. And she's like, yo, I'm Snow White. I'm alive. Yeah, she's like,
2: what are you doing? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you, <laughs> what are you doing? Are you a zombie? <laughs> is this magic? <laughs> And so, what, we come to find... It. Am I jumping ahead too far when we come to find out that it wasn't actually Snow White who was, you know, dismembered and splayed out on the porch?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's when we find that out. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, Mo, do you know what happens next?
0: I think this is uh, when they discover that there's glamours involved, and there's someone making fake glamours that are making people kind of
2: right, yeah. look, so her- look
0: different, so... Yeah, that's the, the explanation the, for Snow's death.
2: The Glamored Snow White body is laid out on the table, and you get to do kind of an autopsy, poke around the body, see if you can find out some things. And You you see some some tracks from some heavy drug use. You see... Uh, what else do you notice on the body?
1: I think you, you find a brooch. Right. Um, you also see kind of a similar laceration to um, Faith's uh, kind of dismembered head mm-hmm. or, or beheading mm-hmm. uh, And then beyond that You like you say You see the track marks And then you see the clothing Which like Is not Is imperfect Right And it, it was alluded to In the past episode That some of these glamours Are cheaper glamours And they're not perfect And what you notice Is that hey Like she has too many Buttons on her jacket
0: You also look at her underwear Which is weird Mo. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you get like you try to pry open like her clothing to see like what was going on, but then eventually you notice there's something in her hand and that's where you find like the little spike slash spell vial is what I'll kind of call them from now on and you unlock it and then as soon as you unlock it, you notice there's a hair in it, and that's I believe when. The F- faith character transforms back into her true self, and she's a troll, if if I remember correctly. Is that is that what right. it Right. Yeah, that's,
1: that's what when it is. Snow White transforms back to a troll, who we come to find find out later is Holly's sister. And Holly, Holly being the
2: bartender, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: Lily is her name. Right. Yeah, and she's been missing for a little while, and that's when you come to find out. Once you open that vial, she like transmutes transforms
2: yeah the glamour is broken
0: yeah bam she transforms into a troll Mo. And that's that's the one thing i really liked is like the just it's a small little storyline where uh Earlier on in the first episode, when you're confronting the bartender and Gren or whatever, the other patron, he talks about how you guys don't do anything for our city. You won't even investigate uh, Holly's sister who's gone missing. Sure enough, this is Holly's sister that's gone missing. And it's almost like on them because they didn't investigate it that she's dead. So it's like, okay, we have a complex story on our hands.
2: And earlier in the game, when you walk into the business office, there's a line of people that you walk past and Gren is one of them. And he calls out the fact that you're a Mr. Big Shot. You don't have to wait in line. You can just go right in. Um, and it's it's clear you start piecing things together and you realize that, oh, like you think you're doing a lot of service for the community, but there are a lot of people who are not, who are not getting the services of the police, um, which is an interesting, I think, parallel to be drawn to the, to real life that um, I wasn't quite expecting.
0: In
1: the business office beyond Um, Lily's body there's also the the magic mirror that's there and then also TJ and um and Toad are there as well correct and I don't know if you guys know this but there's a interrogation section that you can do with Toad's son TJ did you do it because it's actually optional you don't have to do it did you remember this
2: I don't remember it
1: So you essentially, like, speak to Toad and TJ, which they're kind of by the mirror. Yes.
2: And Snow White's there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you can be really mean to TJ, who's this young kid who's talking about his experience. And you can just, like, pry, like, interrogation out of him. Right. um, Or you can just not have this conversation altogether.
2: Mo, what did you do?
0: I can't remember for the life of me. I think I was nice to him. And I was very kind and didn't probe that much. He he told me about the swimming and he like saw something. Yes. He, I don't know if you guys did I think that's what yes. sorry, I think that's what I did. I asked him about it and he said he went swimming and held his breath. But I can't remember what the lead that came out of that was.
2: Yep. So I I was I remember thinking like, okay, big bet. Ba- my big bad's got a real big bad thing for Snow White. <laughs> And so I want to make sure she likes me at the end of this. And I am, you know, you know, you want your big look, you want your big bad to be good with kids, you know, do you well, it, my big bad wants to be good with kids because clearly Snow White would be good with kids. She hung out with seven dwarves. Mm. Clearly, it's the closest <laughs> you get to kids in that story. So um, I I was very nice to little Toad, Toad Jr., And, uh, I think I got the answers that we needed. And I think big bad, even, uh, my big bad scolds Mr. Toad when he's like, you're going to get it. And you're like, no, he's not. He was, he was honest and he was truthful. And that's what you want out of a kid. Um, you don't want someone who's going to lie to you. So I was like, okay, this is the type of big bad father. Mm hmm i want to be
1: yeah i continued my my jerky ways by there's a dialogue option dialogue option at the end like i made toad really mad because i was such a jerk to his son yeah and at the end you have a an option the way i played it to comment on the fact that the kid doesn't have a glamour right now so even at the end i was like where's the kid's glamour toad (laughs) it felt really good i have a
0: problem (laughs)
2: You do have a problem.
0: Yeah. So once we kind of are done talking to baby toad and uh, the mirror situation, where did we actually get sent to? I can't remember
1: yeah so you know there's two scenes in there there's a scene at the business office and then there's the the scene all the way down the witching well where we look at the body we've talked about that beyond that you have to go to trip trap bar to let holly know that her sister is gotcha Gotcha. it's gotcha. most it's mostly dialogue um where jack and the beanstalk is also there i don't know if you guys caught like just jack jack from jack and the beanstalk like being in the bar
2: no yeah. i did not notice
1: yeah so there's a couple new characters that are introduced there's hans um which I assume is like Hansel and Gretel right? Yes. at the strip club, but also like Jack from Jack and the Beanstalk is in um, the trip trap bar when you have to tell Holly that her sister is dead. Gotcha. That scene's mostly dialogue, Mo.
0: So I've played episode three and a little bit of episode four as well, and I've seen Jack this entire time. I thought it was like Jack and Jill went up the hill, and I was, the entire time, time I was like, where is Jill? Where is Jill? <laughs> There's Jill's no Jill. So now I know it's Jack and the Beanstalk, not the Jack and Jill. Mm-hmm.
2: You sure it's Jack in the Beanstalk, Jack?
1: I'm actually not sure that he's saying that.
2: It could be oh Jill goodness. stripping and Jack working at, working in security at the club.
1: <laughs> so you go from Trip Trap. They say, hey, you need to go to Pudding and Pie, which is a strip club. And let me tell you guys, I knew this was a rated M title, but I was not ready for what we saw movies. in the Pudding and Pie. Wow. There's a naked
2: stripper. There are headlights.
1: I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this sh- Wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Just was not expecting it at all. Yeah. Uh, but in that, you meet some new characters. So who do you meet in that in that part of the game?
2: Georgie Porgy Pudding and Pie, uh, the the proprietor of the strip club, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a real thug and just a big dickhole. Who else do we meet there, Mo? Um,
0: besides that, you meet the other, I guess, dancer girl that was friends with Lily, um, and she kind of pulls you aside to kind of chat
1: yeah and you come to find out that she's Narissa, is her name yes and in this instance i believe she's the little mermaid right yeah which i'm like that's not ariel
2: i think that's just a disney thing okay i think the disney version was named ariel
1: and in 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 fables or like in
2: hans christian Andersen's version i guess
0: she's Narissa mo yeah, because like, she specifically says, because like, he's like, oh, like who are you? And he says, oh, they call me the Little Mermaid. So I think it is Ariel, because like, she's referring to herself as the, the Little Mermaid.
1: Yeah, so uh, let me set the scene. So you walk in, and the this club is empty. And Georgie has a giant boombox, and he's sitting like a creep in the bar, just watching Nerissa, like practice her dance. And you walk up and Georgie, imagine he's like covered in tattoos, but like really tacky tattoos. And he's just sitting there like...
2: He's like the embodiment of an Ed Hardy shirt.
0: Uh, (laughs) He's got a teardrop tattoo as well. And he's got a dollar sign teardrop tattoo on the other side.
2: He's Ed Hardy, a a brand come to life.
0: Yes.
1: And you walk in and that's when you decide like...
2: So you get the opportunity then to decide whether you're going to play nice or whether you're going to destroy the place mm-hmm. to get the answers you need yeah Jacob uh, should I even ask what did you do
0: what do you think I did Mike
2: I think you broke everything including the huff-and-puff cigarette machine
0: I smashed everything and it felt so good Ugh. I, I no. walked around to each item because like in that sequence you keep walking to things that you're gonna break if you don't break what I'm assuming and I did and I held off I did like the casual way and he was always scared before I did anything so I think with him specifically I didn't strike him because I felt bad that I struck Tweedledee or Tweedledum or whatever. So uh-huh. I said, no, I'm back to myself. I'm not going to hit anyone. I'm just trying to get information. The best way to get it is to kind of keep chatting with them. So I, I kept moving on until I like got to the end of that sequence.
2: This is the one situation I think I was worse than Mo, and I played a little bit more of a bad character. I did not break anything in the place, but I did give him the butt end of that baseball bat to the gut uh, just to show him that I meant business. And that if he did not play along, I would break other things just to kind of show that my threats weren't empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and I regretted it after I did it.
1: Yeah. So, so I, like I said, I broke everything. You broke, you know, you, you punch him in the gut or hit him in the gut with the, the baton of that cricket bat. Yeah. Um, I also punched him in the face. But what you do then is there's a safe in the floor that he eventually shows you, right? And in that safe is your, is his like business book where that's where you get the information that you need to be able to, you know, move on to the next scene.
2: I don't think I got that. What? What happened to you? Mo? did you get that?
0: Yeah. Um, I, that's the keg and then you unlock it. Yeah. I got the same thing as Jacob.
2: So I think what, correct me if I'm wrong, I might've been missing something, but I think I just had an extended conversation with Ariel. Mm -hmm. Or sorry, Nerissa, the little mermaid. And she's like, look, you need to make an appointment with me and then we can chat. And she's like, I need money so there can be an appointment. I'm like, sorry, don't have it. So she ends up coughing up her own money to go make an appointment with uh, Georgie Porgy to get a key to give to me. And then I leave. I don't remember getting any book of his.
0: Um. So initially, just to, this is a very small key point. It's before that, before you meet Narissa, you find the book and then you question Narissa about it once you meet her inside that little gotcha. closet room. So, okay. yeah, and that's what, like, in my sequence, I did end up, uh, I think the options was, like, pay her, ignore her, whatever it was. So I gave her the cash that I had, like, handy, and then she went and got the key to a room. And she handed it to you, and she's like, here, this should help you. And one of the things you, I want to emphasize that we get introduced to, to, is the fact that she can't tell you things that she can't tell you. She has under some kind of, like, for oh, some it might reason... might be a spell. Yeah, it seems like a spell. I don't want to kind of bring up a spell, because we didn't really... We don't really know yet. But for some reason, whenever you ask her specific questions, all she says, my lips are sealed. My lips are Which sealed.
2: makes a lot of sense, because even Faith... Couldn't say stuff, even though it's clear that she wanted to say stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't imply it either. It's very like, no hints are allowed. Just kind of spell, which is pretty, pretty intense.
1: That wasn't clear to me at all when I played to the second episode, and obviously, like some of these threads are are developed later on. But I was a little bit lost and totally missed that piece that like she's under a spell. There's not much you can do. So once you go through, you talk to Narissa. You look through like the lockers where there's cosmetics and there's notes and there's a makeup case, etc. From there, you're kind of either given a you're given a key to go to a hotel where you can figure out like potentially find either um, either Crane. Or find the um, kind of find the information that you need to
0: move on, right, Mo? Okay. Um, from no, for, yeah. From there, when you get your key, you go to the actual like hotel slash apartment complex that she kind of pointed you to, and when you walk in, you're kind of investigating, investigating. You end up ringing a, one of like the bells for the assistant, and who shows up? It's Beauty. She's working as the like administrator slash like welcome desk person. And she's, she's surprised concierge. to see you of this really seedy motel. Yeah. Yeah. And like just just as like the reminder too, she, she you ran across her way in for episode one. And she told you, please don't tell uh, Beast what I'm doing. I'm OK. I'm OK. And now you see where she's running off to. She's working this really late night job at this hotel.
2: And she just starts saying to you like, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. And you allow her to explain and she says, you know, I just work the front desk. Uh, And then you realize like, oh, well, this might be a good situation Of you owe me a favor, Beauty. And also, you know, everyone who's walking in here, you see things. And unfortunately, you find out Beauty doesn't see a lot of the stuff that happens. She kind of, you know, keeps a keeps a closed eye on a lot of the comings and goings of the place and just does the bare minimum of her job.
0: Yeah, and she, she went, eventually she kind of she's worried about losing her job, but you kind of talk to her and she ends up saying, "Okay, I'll let you walk through here, but like if anyone sees you, like pretend like I'm kicking you out and just walk right out of the, the apartment complex." Um, so when when she go up the stairs into the actual rooms, earlier on you were told I think it was like room two o four or something is the one you have interest in, but you get a key to another one or vice versa. I might be missing a, a specific thing. So you go to your room that you were assigned investigate investigate sure enough nothing there and then you realize hmm he was in a different room something happened in another room and that's when you kind of walk up to the room in question aka room 207
1: i had a different interaction here so what was was yours so i was given the key to room 204 Yep. And you're free to roam the hall and do yes. things in whatever order you want.
2: Did you listen in on the doors?
1: No, I just kicked the door down. Oh. Or like I was I'm the big bad oh, okay. wolf. I do what I want. So I walked up to room two oh seven and I went to kick the door in, and I think you like start the kick tick, uh, kick the door in, but you don't actually kick it in until a confrontation happens. Mike, what, what happened before the confrontation that's about to happen? Do you remember what happened? Did you I, go into room 204? Did you knock on room 207? So
2: I, I went down the hallway and I checked door after door and you can listen in on the doors to, to oh, really? hear what's happening. Which I did just to see if I could pick up on any common characters. Just to yeah. see if there was any conversation, things like that. You could, I think, knock on the doors, which I thought, like, that's a bad idea. I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> um, and then I think what you're alluding to is when you get to that final door of the door you realize you need to get into... That's when Beast shows up.
0: Yeah. Mo? Yeah. So, Jacob, I know you're leading into that. So, I guess it's depending on which door you get to. I guess you activate the, the Beast interaction once you get to that final door. So, for me, I went to one door. There was nothing really in it. I was investigating. No leads. But once I, like, kind of open up room 207, Beast walks up from behind. And he's like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, you're running off, like, with... With Big B, I knew this is was, was happening. Blah blah blah, and you can see him like transforming into Beast. Beast. It's, a pretty, of, like, it's yeah. a pretty bad scene. Charming. It's a pretty
2: bad scene because it does not look. It does not look good. No. It, it's you with a key in your hand, going towards the door with his wife, who has been lying, and also depending on your choice previously. I know I lied to him and say said Same. I had no idea. Um. So. It does, it is not a good scene and you definitely understand why Beast is jumping to that conclusion.
1: It was so perfectly set up Yeah, for that kind of like Beast thinks, you know, two fables are about to get it on. Right, yes. Right. Sorry to be blunt about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so like that's the interaction. You start the sequence of like fighting Beast, like punching and punching him. I think one eventual like decision is like uh, beauty is like hey like he's had enough or something like that and you decide you punch him again or you pull back I pulled back obviously because I knew he was just fired up and like didn't understand what was going on but you eventually I think knock him into the doorway of room 207 and that's when you see like the bloody scene of a bed dripping with blood and you realize holy smokes this was a good lead and it's leading us towards the right direction of what's going on
2: did you lay off of beast or no. You? no you leaned in. i
1: punched beast in the face again
2: i i didn't i did what mo did i pulled off the any chance that i had to not beat him too senseless i did um but going back to your point mo you just break into the room you find a bloody bed you then everyone starts calming down because yeah. they realize what happened and uh you get a chance to explain yourself to beast he ends up guarding the hallway And Beauty is just standing there with you as you start to investigate the room. What are the key things that you guys find in the investigation?
1: Well, like, set the scene. This bed is, just imagine a a motel room bed, and it's just covered in blood. Like, there's a sea of blood in this bed. And you kind of have to look around the room. There's another tape deck. Uh, There's, you know, a dress in the closet. And there's some other items in the room, Mo
0: yeah and did you mention the flowers as well that are sprinkled around the bed so it almost seems like it was like a ceremonial like murder. That's what I got from it initially because it's a it's a bed like Jacob said, but there's flowers sprinkled around and I don't know if I'm jumping a little bit too fast, but you eventually find a photo of Snow White laying on like a bed in her like in her fable and she's surrounded by flowers as well. so it almost looked like someone who's like trying to reenact like walking up to the actual snow white. Um, while she was sleeping. Another Yo, thing, it was so creepy. Yeah, it was kind of like, this is either like a sacrifice, because before you see the photo, you think like maybe they're just trying to do a spell, because we kind of get a sense that there's some magic in this game as well. But something looks really, really messed up, because once again, bed filled with blood, flowers around it, and nothing looks really right.
1: Yeah, so you you start to jump to conclusions. You know, you see, you see the storybook... And, you know, what your, what your Big Bad Wolf starts to put together is that, you know, much like Snow White in the fairy tale, you know, I think the exact quote is, the bed matches the coffin. So that, like, you're trying to re- – or what's trying to be recreated is Snow White in the coffin, you know, in a slumber. And that's trying to be recreated. You know, you, you use a cassette in the cassette player. There's an apple on the floor. And that's when you discover an envelope on the floor,
0: Right. Yeah, that's the one with the photos. If if I if you're leading me down that path,
1: yeah, that's what I'm leading you down, and that's that's when the big revelation of the episode comes out. And what is that revelation?
0: Echabod Crane is a perv.
2: <laughs> that's exactly what's set up. There's there's a cutaway to uh, someone that looks like Ichabod Crane looking in the mirror, and then breaks it, and then runs away and you're, you're set up to go chase ichabod crane jacob you're freaking out right now can i
1: just can i just point out something that you said that may go nowhere but i never thought of repeat what you said about ichabod crane
2: it's someone that looks like ichabod crane i
1: didn't even <laughs> think about that so set the scene it's ichabod crane he's a big creepy guy who's like standing over the body of snow white who we now know is, a, is glamored, mm-hmm. but I didn't think at all that Ichabod Crane could also be glamored.
2: Yeah, so I didn't think about it initially at first. Um, and then I realized, like, this is not a scene that a murderer just leaves, and they definitely don't leave photos of them with the victim. So... My my gut take is that it wasn't actually a Ichabod Crane. It's someone trying to set him up because he is the de facto mayor or head of the fable government. And they're trying to take him down uh, and, and claim control when the vacuum ensues. Yo,
0: good insight. Thank Mo? you. Not to preview the next episode or anything, but uh, Mike, I had the same kind of opinion afterwards when I finished the game I'm like oh man he's definitely the murderer he's definitely the guy that did it but then before I started uh, episode 3 I was kind of like you know what like there's a lot of magic there's a lot of glamour it would be way too sloppy and way too easy he seemed like a little weasel and like a terrified little (laughs) brat how could he have like can put all this together and like ran away and is damaging everything so I I wasn't convinced that it was him but at the same time that was the best lead we had and no matter what he would know what was going on like some way or somehow he's connected to someone that's doing something
1: yo I didn't even think of that did you did you guys play the cassette as well yes yeah and it's just like fairy tale music that sets the scene that that was so creepy it was like an episode of Law and Order SVU Mm -hmm. but in in the
0: Fables universe dun dun Wait, so you guys did see the actual photo of like him like praying over her while she was asleep, right? Yes. Yeah, he's like hanging over her while she's asleep. Yeah, and he has he's yeah. It's it's kind of like the creepiest thing, and that's why I kind of think like it's definitely him that is responsible for something, or maybe he's part of it. But that photo itself, kind of, if I was in like if I was in Beast's bo- uh, sorry if I was in Bigby's body, it's like okay, this is the most this crime is definitely proving him guilty of everything because he's, all, he's on top of her while she's asleep and he has his hand all the way up her skirt. So it's like the ultimate convicting photo proof evidence of him committing the crime.
1: Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that at all, but all that I could think to myself, you know, I, I wrote, this is the last note I have about this is I don't feel bad about crane at all now. Cause I punched yeah. him a lot in this game so far. He's a big creep and we're going
0: to get him in the next episode. I hope. Right. Yeah, Bigby's definitely fired up to kind of take down the guy who's praying over his girl.
2: So, is there anything else that happens in this episode? This
0: is where like it that's where it breaks off, right? Yeah, yeah. the cliffhanger. Okay.
2: Well, I really like this episode, guys. It was like, good. I, I, I felt pretty early on I was like, oh, okay, like this is early in the game, and I feel like I know what happens. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know who the bad guy is. I feel like I know need. I know, I know what I need to do next. Um, it's time. Let's go. Mm -hmm.
1: What's cool is there was no fat on this episode at all Yeah It was about an hour total And there was no scenes that didn't belong Or didn't fit the narrative So that's what I really appreciated I don't need fat
2: A lot of the setup was done in the first episode Which is great So the world building just continued
1: so, gentlemen, that's all for Episode 2 of The Wolf Among Us. Come back next week. We'll have a podcast about Episode 3. But in the meantime, Mike, if uh, you wanted to learn more about some video games or video game deals, where would be a good place to do that?
2: Obviously, you'd go to com or left Uh There's a big, fat link to join our Discord server. And there are a ton of really cool people talking about cool older games. There's a lot of people talking about cool new games. There's a good discussion happening around Red Dead Redemption Two now, uh, and there's also a big fat game deal section, which continues to be a massive drain on my funds. Uh, and yeah, I need to I need to stop looking at it. Jacob, where can you go if you want to talk more about this?
1: So we've started a subreddit for the Left Behind Game Club. So that's r slash Left Behind Game Club. We're dropping all the links related to the show, as well as some cool things that tie into the show. So if you if you like Reddit, if you're on Reddit, join us at uh reddit.com slash r slash left behind game club
2: whoa and mo where can the people find you at
0: you can find me at emmer on most social media platforms and emmer
2: jacob where can the people find you at
0: at jacob mccourt on the internet and at jacob mccourt.com and
1: mike where can the folks find you on the interwebs
2: michael Ruflow.com. you can also find me at the left behind game club discord server and you can find me on most social places online at Rufalo M. R U F F O L O M. And that, my friends, is one less episode left behind.